you guys it is your girl brianna bell welcome to it's black and white if it's your first time welcome 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 if it's not your first time welcome back friends and family as always i'm just so glad you guys are here i'm so sorry for my absence last week that was not planned at all i've been in this weird place like I don't know. Y'all let me know in in the emails. Like, is it just me? Am I the only person who feels like, I don't know. I just felt like it's, it was definitely a shift, but it seems bigger than the, just a shift. Like something has to be happening because my whole everything has just been off for the past 11 days. Like just off. Okay. And so I'm barely get into this place of like kind of coming together and I just couldn't I would have not been able to flow whatsoever where I was like mentally and emotionally and spiritually it was like lord (laughs) what is going on and so he was really purging me though with me feeling kind of weird and out of whack um he was still ministering to me I was binge watching sermons you guys like Oh my gosh. And it's just been amazing to just be poured into so much like and soaking up God's word and soaking up his presence. He's actually been he's been giving me this word through so many people to dance. For those who do not know, I used to praise dance um, like years ago and I haven't praised dance for real since a while ago. <laughs> and it's it used to be my thing it's something that I always wanted to do and I just stopped right I just stopped and now that he has me starting up again I feel really weird about it but I've been noticing some breakthroughs I've been noticing some changes it's just something about the dance and so yeah I'm gonna just go ahead and throw that in there so look y'all for those who saw my post about you know, it's a problem if your orgasm is louder than your praise, right? Uh, I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I'm going to learn, like, this is a mental note that I will save that type of rawness for, like, a smaller community in a smaller setting, right? Um, Because some people just didn't understand. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll explain. So I did go back and edit it on the YouTube community post, but I'll just say here that um, we are God's vessels. First, let me invite the Holy Spirit. So Father, I thank you, God, um, for blessing me with a platform to be able to speak to your people, God. This platform truly is yours and I yield it to you, but I just thank you for using me as your vessel. I pray, Father, that you will flow through me, God. I pray that you anoint my words, God. I pray, Father God, that you will be increased. I pray, Father God, that your people will hear you and not me in the name of Jesus. Lord, let this word minister, bless, and break people free, God, um, in any areas that the enemy is trying to keep a grip on them. God, I just pray that this will do a true kingdom work like it's done in my life, like it has done in my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you so much for every single person who's under the sound of my voice. I just speak blessing, prosperity, Father God, increase uh, of you in their life, God, in every area possible. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. So God created us as um, to worship him. 
like our bodies, like we are created to worship him. And it's easy to get it twisted sometimes and think that, you know, we're just here on earth to just do whatever we want to do. And we just go to God like he's a genie and he's supposed to bless us. It's easy to get caught up in that. You know what I mean? So there's no judgment, but um, how that word, how that post came, I should say, was God was um, having me do these challenges um, on praising him differently, right? So he told me to praise and worship, right? And dance and stuff. And it was early, early in the morning. I'm like, Lord, I don't know. Like in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't want to disturb anybody. I don't want to wake anybody up, right? I don't, and really, if I'm, you know, being real, I didn't want anybody to hear me. (laughs) Okay. I didn't want anybody to hear me. Um, because I just don't think I sound pretty. Like, I don't think I could sing. I don't think I have the voice of, of a singer, right? Now, had I, how God blessed these vocals that, you know, I wouldn't care, but you know, guys, at the end of the day, our praise is for him. It's not for anybody else. And this is how God talks to me because I'm a very open, raw, get to the point type of person. And so he speaks to me that way too, <laughs> So he told me like, well, you don't care when, you know, your neighbor is here, you and your husband or really me. But when I'm with my husband, like you don't care. Not so much. Let's just be honest, like not so much. Right. Of course, I don't want them to hear me, but, you know, whatever. Right. Just being real. Like I'm being raw with you guys. Like we we're grown here. Right. I'm married. So there's that. And so when he put it into that perspective, I was like, ouch, like you got a point, Jesus, you got a point, Lord, like, okay. And I had to repent. And so I cranked the volume up, not crazy loud, but louder than I thought I should have had it. Right. And I sang my song, I did my dance and I shouted hallelujah. And I sang the songs like, singing the songs unto him and just really doing doing the worship, doing the praise like I was supposed to. But I say all that to say, um, I took my kids, me and my husband, we took our kids to a Clipper game um, last Saturday. And when I was in there, it's just so crazy because we have, you know, the applause that the players get. Then there's the music and then there's the dancing. And I think, you know, just how God has been changing how I see things. You guys, it's worship. When we go to basketball games and we cheer, it's like a form of worship, right? There's praise, like, you know, um, concerts, right? And then he even took it back to when I would play certain songs, like you would blast some LMA or Blueface, you know, back in the day, <laughs> Nipsey, you have no problem turning the volume up then, you know, and singing to the lyrics, bobbing your head, doing all this stuff, but that's worship. But when it comes to God, then you don't want to, you want to turn it down. You want to roll your windows up, you know, like what? So God really checked me on that. Um, even so, maybe you're in church. You can feel when that Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you can feel when when it's a time to shout. And when you don't, y'all don't understand like how many doors you just leave closed. Like Sometimes it's in your shout that opens those doors, unlocks those doors, and brings those miracles into your life. But when you mute yourself, you just pass up on your own blessings. So this is how God ministered it to me, 
you know, and so it just made sense. Nothing should come before God. Nothing should get more glory and more um, honor and reverence and praise than God. Because listen, these basketball players didn't die for you. Ella Mae, she didn't die for me. Okay. She didn't. She was like, she used to be my favorite artist. I can't listen to her anymore for just personal reasons, but she's bomb. Okay. To me, she's bomb. Right. But she didn't die for me. My husband, I love that man, but he didn't die for me either. Right. So even so, when you're worshiping too, um, man, the Holy Spirit is just moving because this is not what I wanted to talk about today. But (laughs) um, even when worshiping, when you are in um, praise and worship, it's not an emotional thing. Like It's not about how good the song sounds. It's not about you thinking about how terrible your life is. And it's not about, it's not a time for you to be praising the person because they just, their vocals are just so bomb. Like they hitting all these notes. Like it's not about that. It is just supposed to, to literally guide you into God's presence. So it's supposed to be more of a personal thing. It's supposed to be more about you and God, not so much how the person sounds. Although Holy Spirit, you know, can move and minister to through somebody. But it's just very important that you find that balance because there were years I was worshiping God incorrectly, right? Um, should I spill more? Okay, spill into that. So what I mean about worshiping God incorrectly was um, when I first said yes to God and I like all hell broke loose, okay? <laughs> and I was just beyond myself. I would turn on praise music because it made me feel good emotionally. So I was getting emotionally high. It was like I was using the Holy Spirit just to get high. But I wasn't really seeking God. I don't know if that makes sense because you can be in a setting, as been multiple churches that I've gone to, had amazing praise and worship teams, right? But that's all that it was. Even so, the pastor can preach a good word because they sound very emotional and it is intriguing like you know to your flesh but it does nothing for your spirit like there's a difference right it's just (sighs) holy spirit (laughs) gotta take this because um i wasn't even prepared to give this word so i don't even know how to like go deeper into what i'm saying except for just telling you guys the things that will go through my mind when i would praise god i would think about how hurt i was and how could he do this to me and god you got me out here i just want to tell you guys god does not pity you like that's not the worship like and i'm not trying to sound mean or anything but god doesn't pity you when you are in very tough situations i'm not saying you can't go to god and and you vent right i do that all the time if anything he is the safest place to go to because anybody else you are at risk of them repeating your information right that's not what i'm saying you can definitely go to god and have a vent session but when it's worship time this is where god checked me when it's time to worship him, it's about him. It's not about you. All your feelings, all your hurt, that is when it, it's, it's, it's just not the time. Like, what is that? Ecclesiastics 3. Somewhere in there, it talks about there's a time and a place for everything. And when it's worship, it's about God. You got to put your feelings aside. You know, if or, or let it out. If it's, if it's too much of a distraction for me, God doesn't mind me having my session. I talk to him first. But I've noticed it's way more beneficial when I praise him first. 
right? When I when I give him the honor and the glory and I, I give him what's due first, then those feelings don't even bother me anymore. Where is it? Right here. Um, first Samuel um, chapter 16, verse 23 says, and whenever the tormenting spirit from the Lord troubles Saul, David will play the harp. Then Saul will feel better and the tormenting spirit will go away. So sometimes you don't even need to speak so much, right? If you need to get it out, you can get it out. But I challenge you because it's something I've been doing lately. Praise God first. And that's why I never understood. I was like, why in church? Why do they have praise and worship first? Because it's literally, it's like order. It's bringing God's presence into that atmosphere. Because wherever you praise God in spirit and in truth, he, he is there, and when God's presence is there, there's no demon that can stay. There's no witch. There's no no evil presence. Nothing can stand in God's presence, period. And so then those things come off of you and then you probably don't even need to vent. You feel better than you did before, you know, whatever happened to you. So yeah, that it, there's a difference with worshiping. It's not just you memorizing words. It's just like reading the Bible. It's not just you reading the words, but you are eating these words. You are digesting these words. You are receiving this word and you're believing that God is literally speaking to you. You're believing that God is going to do what this word says. It's a whole different thing. Okay. Y'all like, I don't know. That's all God, because that is not the direction I was going in. (laughs) Today's word though, um, is Yes, Lord. Some things we just can't skip. There are some things we literally just cannot skip. And dang, I forgot to get my book. I was supposed to reference a chapter in my book when it was called, um, it talks about purging, right? Let me, should I get it? Mm, I'm gonna just do it. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't gonna do it. I wasn't going to do it, but whatever. Let's do this because there's somebody who doesn't have it probably needs to hear it. Where is my book? Oh, there we go. Okay. So anyway, how y'all doing while I'm turning these pages? <laughs> As if I can hear you guys. I don't know. I like when um when people ask me how I'm doing, even if they can't hear me. But I think that's because I'm a talker. Let me see. Um, yeah, thank you, Jesus. So it's chapter nine for those who have my book, and it's called like Less Purge. It's only hold on, y'all. Oh, it's, it's my book is small, by the way, so it's not intimidating at all. Um, the way God has had, He has me um catering to my generation, and for us, we are more of like just get to the point. And just say what you mean. And none of this like, you know, all the extras, you could cut that out. So it's so amazing because I felt that my book wasn't enough, right? The power is there, right? It's just, I was like, it's not a real book because it's not big. Like, and I wanted multiple pages and God's like, no, this is it. And it's really, look, whatever is for, and it's for us, like us type of people. Like we're just, I just need to read this. I just need to get it in. So if you don't have it, I encourage you to get it. It's on Amazon. It's called Bear, Bold, and Beautiful, right? Seeking his light in every dark place. But there's a link under, even in this description, 
description box. If it's not, because this is the podcast, it's definitely in the YouTube channel. But anyway, so I'm going to bless y'all and just go ahead and read a chapter because to me, it's just, it's all about y'all healing and, and understanding and knowing, okay? So right here, it says, let's purge. So the fi- the physical act of something can actually impact what is happening in the spirit. An example would be getting baptized. Okay, the physical act of being submerged underwater represents death, which is dying to the flesh. And coming up out of the water is being born again in the spirit. The entire process represents the person is no longer of the flesh, but is now living of the Holy Spirit. I hope that makes sense, right? In the same way, there was a period in my life where I felt terrible due to the amount of warfare I was facing. One day, God instructed me to clean my room and bathroom. I'm far from a mess from messy. I'm actually a neat freak. And God called me to do something like spring cleaning. I began to throw away old things that were not being used. Okay, hold on. Okay, here we go. Turns out I had a lot of things I did not use anymore. In that moment, I began to feel better instantly. It was like what I mentioned earlier. The act of doing something physically can impact something spiritually. Throwing away old, unnecessary things in the natural made me feel like I was throwing away things I was holding on to emotionally, mentally, and even spiritually. As I write this now, hold on, y'all. I got to put this. I hope y'all can hear me. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I hope you can hear me. So it says, uh, <laughs> um, where was I? Okay, as I was, as I write this now, God is telling me I was making room for new and better things he has for me. After getting rid of old clothes, hair products, and other stuff, I started to rearrange things. Having a clean environment representing a, represented a new and improved breed. Cleaning and decluttering just made me feel better all around. I even wanted to clean and change my entire entire apartment, but time flew by and I had to stop and tend to my children. Tempted to get frustrated. This is the part that I really wanted you guys to get, right? Excuse me. Tempted to get frustrated. God reminded me this, that it's a process. He told me to be proud of what I did accomplish in my bedroom and bathroom. And it's the same with healing mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It is a process. As much as we wish um, we can be healed and pain-free in a day, um, we have to be patient with ourselves and God. We must focus and be proud of what we did accomplish mentally, emotionally, or physically. We know all God has to do is speak it and whatever he desires will come to pass, right? So why doesn't he do this when we are all jacked up? Okay, why does it feel like he just wants us to suffer instead of rescuing us, right? I've learned that God will take his time with us so that we will be complete, completely healed, completely free, completely faithful to him, just complete. It's because there needs to be some character behind being free, In my wilderness season, my character changed tremendously. I didn't know that I was actually a brat, selfish and controlling, controlling, deeply angry, holding on to unforgiveness and codependent. I didn't know until I suffered, until I felt pain, until I was uncomfortable, right? 
So to me, purging meant that I would have a neater closet, um, new bathroom setting, rearranged bedroom, but the process was actually a symbol of me forgiving myself, rejecting lives, re- <laughs> rejecting lies I've held on for years and accepting people for who they were. It also meant that I now have freed up some space for God to bless me. Remember, I was now able to lean on God and grow all that in one day of cleaning. And that was just the beginning. So much more of what God has for us is waiting on the other side of everything we face. We just have to stay in God's face and keep holding his hand. Every child, every child, (laughs) sorry, y'all, every trial rejection and hurt is a stepping stone to the blessing that God has for us. I'm now desperate for peace, joy, stability, safety, and a healthy amount of self-worth. Wouldn't you agree? Let's purge. So the whole point of me reading that was to talk about why, why it feels like it's so hard, right? What am I trying to say? The struggle and the waiting, the struggle and the growing, like, why does it feel like this is just so hard? And this is something God was blessing me with. I'm saying blessing, but it didn't feel like a blessing. But he was blessing me with um, this past week, right? The crushing, the purging, God detoxing and things like that. God would allow, sometimes he'll allow like um, painful situations to arise or just something annoying, the frustration, right, to cause a change in you. Because if you're not frustrated, if you're not uncomfortable, if you're not in pain, then you will not change. Most of us wouldn't because it's like, for what? But then when we, you know, something, he put lights that fire up under us, then we're going to move around, okay? And I think that is what he wants. But the thing for me, it was like, Lord, why does this have to be so drawn out? Like, why can't you just do this and this, right? And he he could and he can't, but he showed me it was not really him. It was me. <laughs> it's always us. It was me. There's just some things we can't skip. Um, God showed me that I was really stubborn and I was struggling with self-idolatry. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Now, look, Bree is far from perfect. I know that I got some stuff to work on. I still got stuff to work on. But self-idolatry, I had no idea. I had no idea. And I'm going to break this down to you guys, right? So this is the thing. God had me, he wanted me to read this scripture for you guys. That's why I was able to read the scripture earlier because I'm already in Samuel. And oh my gosh, when he sent me back here, I had all these amazing highlights. I got to read First and Second Samuel all over again because it was just blessing me even today. So we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 to 23, right? It says, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offerings than offering the fat of rams. But this is the part right here, y'all. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. And stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. 
Stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols, okay? So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. So it was that stubborn part, right? Okay. I was having a moment where I was just like, Lord, I feel like I'm sorry for having an attitude and all that stuff. I just feel like I would feel better if you would just do this. That's when he checked me. So I'm going to read a passage out of my journal to help you guys. I'm going to paraphrase. Actually, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But when I was writing um, what I just told you guys, like, God, I would be nice. This is what he said. Oh, this is what he showed me. He said, Brie, like, you're okay. And this is a word for you. Whoever you are, you are okay. Okay. The that and this is what he said. The rest. Well, God has showed me. I'm trying to fill this in for y'all. Let me just chill. So he said, Brie, you are okay. The restoration of my marriage, right? And everything else that I'm waiting for will be a gift, but I don't need it. Okay? To say or believe that my life will be better if I have anything other than God is to say God isn't isn't enough, right? And so then I put, I'm so thankful for the levels of growth, right? So what I'm saying to you, friend and family, right? You are okay. I know you feel like you need that thing. I know you feel like it would, I mean, shoot, to be honest, it it would seem easier. It would like in our minds, it makes sense. But could it be that God is not giving us those things yet? Because we have to get to this place of being content with where we are. Where is that? Yes, I think Paul says that. He's learned to be content with the little and a lot. That, I think that is where God has us because, look, we are in November. We are in November. There's been, the, there's been this promise. I don't know how long it's been for you guys, but there's been this promise for me over a year. And it's, it's kind of fascinating to me in some frustrating way that God is still dealing with me. God is still showing me me. And so what he showed me is Brie, it's a decision of you are okay. Let me tell y'all something. Um, and this is where he showed me what the stubbornness was. Ooh, I hope this bless y'all. <laughs> so there there is some things that my husband still does that's just like oh, like it makes me feel like that, right? And I've been praying and praying and warning and warning. I'm just like, God, like, when are you going to do something? So God asked me, why does this bother you so much? Like, how is it affecting you directly? Like, how is it touching you directly? Why does this bother you so much? And I was like, because it's painful. He's like, why is it painful? Because. Because like, look what he's doing. Like, it's not, it's inconsiderate. Like, God's like, okay. Well, you know, he's not healed in that area yet. So I don't understand. So are you going to stay upset until like, so basically, God's like, so basically you're going to stay upset until he changes. Like, that sounds like a level of power no man should have over you. And I don't mean men as in male, but people, period. And I was like, I mean, but yeah, but God, it still hurts. He's like, I know it hurts. But at the end of the day, it's a choice. How is it affecting you? And y'all, to be real, it doesn't. It doesn't really touch me. Not for real. 
if he wants to respond to me a certain way, if he wants to not respond to me, if he wants to do this, if he wants to go here, it if he doesn't want to do this, if he doesn't want to get on the program or he don't want to stay on the program or whatever, like how is it affecting me? You know what it was, you guys? I just didn't like it. God, we and God were having this talk until it finally, I finally got to this place where he was trying to show me that, Brie, you just don't like it. So I had to like deal with me. Well, God, how do I get over it? Um, Stop with the self-idolatry because what it, it was the stubbornness of me. No, I'm going to stay like this because I'm entitled and I'm justified to how I feel because look what he's doing. Where all the wildlife guys like, yeah, all that may be true, but you still have a decision. I can still choose peace. I can still choose to be like, whatever. I can choose to just disconnect myself from dysfunction and say, I'm just not going to let that be a part of me. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, you can still do this with someone you are married to and living with. It is extremely harder. It takes a lot of mental strength. It's going to take literally the guidance of God and you staying up under God. And because I'm usually under God, it, it, it was easy when I made the decision to do it. But it was really what I was battling. Really, the battle was I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to. It's all be real. Like, it's just we don't want to do it. And God shows me that stubbornness. I didn't want to do it God's way. No, God, do it my way. Just you do that. Touch his heart. God, all you got to do is just blow on his heart. That's all you got to do. Just do that. Just do that. That's all you have to do. Why do I have to do it this way when you could just do it? I'm serious. We don't say this. And in so many words, like in a respectful way, I didn't realize that's what I was trying to do. I'm trying to move the hand of God in a way that he wasn't instead of me just changing me. And let's be honest. We've been changing. We've been healing. So sometimes to hear that there's more, it's the eye roll. It's a deep sigh, you know, that frustration comes up. I mean, yeah, and it's just God keeps bringing me back to this place of like my life and my relationship with him will always be him and I. Yes, um, God did say this man was my husband, right? Yes, God did say and show me how it's supposed to look. But the truth is, I don't know how long it's going to take to get to that point. I literally don't. I get these sparks of joy. I get these feelings of like encouragement and all that. And I interpret it as it's soon, it's quick, it's here. And it very well could be, or it could just be God giving me what I need to just continue in on this journey. Because if God wasn't giving me those, what is the word? I want to say spurts. I don't know if that's a real word, y'all. Sometimes I make words up, but y'all know what I'm saying. If God wasn't giving me these sparks of just joy, you know, and energy and life to even be a good wife, then we'd be done. This place would be a wreck, okay? Him and I, 
yeah, would have been coming for each other's heads. Like, that's how I feel. So I'm thankful for that. And I understand God is not a liar, but I'm understanding there's still work that he's doing in me. Because I had no idea I was being stubborn. I had no idea. (laughs) I'm telling y'all, it's going to break you free. Now, let me tell y'all the process, okay? The process is going to feel like this if you're like me, okay? Your flesh isn't going to want to do it, you know? And when I mean your flesh, your brain, okay? Your heart, your feelings, right? All those things is is going to take you making you submit to God's will. And so that will feel like you are stressed. It feels like depression. It feels like anger. It feels like rage. It feels like... You're about to lose your mind. It feels like you're going to snap. All these feelings, right, will surface. But I'm telling you, that is you wrestling with you. And it's not really an attack. I used to always think, now I know the difference. I could, Now I know the difference of when there's witchcraft being spoken or taking place versus Brie coming against Brie, okay? Like now I know, but because they feel similar because I always get like this headache when um, when there's some witchcraft, but I also get a headache when I don't want to, when I'm wrestling my flesh. And so it feels like that. And it takes about a day or two, it takes about a day or two, which is good because it used to take longer, you know, but it does feel like that. It does feel, and then when you're fasting, Jesus, you're fasting is crazy because then you're going to want to, well, for me, I wanted to eat. It's comforting. Like I wanted to comfort myself, right? Or have sex. Let's be real. Something to release it, but don't, um, I encourage you not to run to anything but God. It is so hard, but you guys, the victory is amazing. And that is going to bump you up in the spirit is going to bump you up is going to free you it's going to deliver you it does not feel good but god always tells me to be easy on myself in the sense that no one's taught me this it's literally me and god me working this thing out with him right so be easy on yourself and then two how old are you? However old you are, you have to consider that's a whole lot of unlearning you got to do. There's a whole lot of relearning you have to do. So it's like being great, uh, gracious on yourself. Even God is gracious on us, right? So that's what it's going to feel like. But um, if you need to, uh, you know, isolate yourself, <laughs> prepare for what could come. But I just want to encourage you, maybe not, maybe you don't feel those things and it's just a boom, bop, bam for you. Glory be to God. I'm just telling you though. But for those where you start to notice you're a little snappy or you starting to notice the agitation creeping up, it's just because your flesh doesn't want to do what God wants you to do. Okay, so keep feeding your spirit, man. That's how you can overcome. Because I was in my book, like I said, I was binging um, sermons. I was binging the Bible because I needed to eat, eat, eat. Like it was a straight up buffet. Like I needed it or I was for sure gonna just give up because it was, oh, that, that I was like, God, are you serious? 
So you telling me that I have to just do it your way? And it's crazy how it sounds, but it's like, so you just not going to make this easy for me, huh? And it's not that God is making it hard for you. God's training you for something. Can I tell y'all, God gave me this dream. Oh my gosh. I can't explain the details, but he gave me this dream. And basically what he's preparing me for is huge, like huge, huge. And so when he gave me the dream, y'all, I wasn't prepared though. I'm talking about the platform that he has for me. All right, that nobody can touch. No, nobody's mouth or words can be put on it. Like it is said and done. The only person who can sabotage that is me. And so in the dream, I was about to get this amazing opportunity and I wasn't ready. And that's what he was showing me. Like, yeah, I really need you to just trust me on this. And I know you don't want to do it because God's way never makes sense to us. Like, we're like, why can't you just do it this way? God, like, if you don't just let me be God, because I kind of been here before you. So I kind of know what I'm doing. I, I I wrote this out for you. I know what's going to come. So how about you just, just do this with me? Suck it up. You know, your flesh don't like it. Check your flesh. So I was like, okay, God, I don't want to miss this opportunity. He's like, okay, well then get on get on board. So it was hard, you know, because our feelings are real. Like my feelings are hurt. I feel like my feelings are constantly hurt. And I don't know if he's building that in me because of the future of just whatever he has. It's just, he's using it all. He's using it all. So that's that. Um, another thing I wanted to tell you guys, what will help you guys, um, in the process is being grateful. Now, I've been poor, like dirt, dirt poor. I have been in in such terrible situations. Um, And even so, revelations, like heart shattering, like heart wrenching revelations of people, right? I mean, something that I thought somebody was, they were the complete opposite I've been through so much betrayal like it is crazy the smear campaigns that's that's out for your girl like everything almost everything you can think of I think no I can't say that there's a whole lot of things we can think of yeah that's not true but but what I'm trying to say is there's been so much just pain just ugh. and God said like I learned from God is to be grateful. Now, it's hard to be grateful when you are in a place of pain all the time. If you look in Psalms, like I love David because he keeps it real. He tells God how he feels. Like, God, look what you're doing. Like, or look what they're doing. Why aren't you doing anything? You have this God do this. Like, comfort him. Like, I love David. But he always like ends it with praising God. Like he he glorifies God and he remembers who God is, right? So being grateful in that of like looking at where you are versus where you were. Even if your atmosphere, your surroundings, it looks exactly the same. Inside, there should have been some changes in you. Something. 
And I'm just thankful for that. Like I look back and my mentally Brie is in a completely, she's far gone. Like she's so far gone from who she used to be. And I'm like last year, Brie thought she had it together. So I can only imagine next year who I'm going to be. It is amazing, the transformation. And God was showing me like a um, a chisel. What is that tool called when people do like ice sculptures and they use like a... um. I don't know what these tools are called, but y'all got to see what I'm saying. It's not a stick, but they use like a um, an instrument. Like it's like a hammer and this other thing. And it's like as God is chiseling, like he's shaping you and making you into this beautiful person. Like it hurts. Like it's the friction. It's all that. Like, but God is doing something and you will see, do the test, do the yearly test, do the six month test. Okay. What is it? The month test. Where were you last month? Where were you mentally last month? Where were you spiritually last month? And emotions. Y'all, I know I'm just talking. Emotions can lie to you. So don't think that your emotions represent where you are mentally and stuff. Like your emotions does not represent anything other than that you feel how you feel and it's a reaction. Like you're natural this is how God made you. You're human. You have feelings. It's just that. And emotions pass. Like they don't stay. They constantly pass. So you, we should never take our emotions to believing that it represents where we are. So example, an example would be like literally sometime last week, I had a session where I was in the bed crying all day. I was in this room for like five hours. Like I could not deal with my family. I was just crying, (laughs) crying my eyes out because I was really wrestling with the fact that God, you really going to have me, you really going to have me stick this out. It was like, God was saying, I want you to change. Like, I'm not changing the situation. I want you to change from the situation. And I was mad at God. Like, I I was just crying because I was like, uh-uh. Like, I just, it was so hard for me to come to grips with it. I'm over here flipping the Bible. Like, there got to be something to say that this is just right, like wrong. Please confirm to me it's wrong. But no, um, God actually had me open to... Um, what was the scripture? It was the scripture where God talks about the promised land and they have the promise and he'll give it to them, but they have to drive out the enemy. They have to do the work. They have to fight for what they want. And I was so bad. Like, no, <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to fight. <laughs> you know, like, cause I feel like I've been fighting And it's like those moments where God had to like stand you up and dust you off. Like you clearly forgot who you were. You're my child and you're not ever going into battle by yourself. I just need you to suit up and get in the thing with me. Now we know God is the one who does. He's the one who causes the victory, but he uses us. So when we come against like the enemy, like we're dealing with people, difficult people, we are literally claiming territories. We are literally like it's bigger than just this person. It's going it's generational, right? The moment, I mean, as I keep um what is the word? As I as I keep pressing into this marriage, as I keep as I stand flat-footed, 
in this marriage and understanding like I don't care what my husband does. I don't care what my husband says. I'm not leaving him because the spirit of divorce will not have this bloodline anymore. Right. Or a spirit of whatever. Right. You see it. You know it. Just put just fill in the blanks. That's what it is. We coming against these Goliaths. Right. We're coming against these giants. And it just feels hopeless when you just have a slingshot and a rock. But we have to have literally David's mentality. We have to have like the Israelites who took, who got the victory. We have to have that mentality. So don't let your emotions lie to you. I mean, I'm I'm coming back now to the emotion part. But so don't let your emotions have the best of you. Sometimes you're going to need to cry. And all that crying I was doing, God was telling me you are still praying. You are still interceding. You know, like it's not for nothing. Those tears don't just fall. God catches your tears. So I was thankful for that. Um, what else? Yeah, so the last point was oh, there's two more points. So one of the one of the points, okay, another point I should say, is I had to make a decision. I'm not moving. Now understand, and you make that decision, the enemy gonna try you. <laughs> he gonna try you. Like, oh, you think you big and bad? Okay, let's see. Right? And I'm gonna tell y'all, every single time I do that, I do fall, but I get back up. Like, there's something where I slip and I get back up. Y'all, yesterday I went through it with this woman at my son's job. Ooh, Jesus, she came for your girl. I came back. Um, The only reason... Uh, the only reason why I feel bad is because of the way that I was talking to her. It was not the love of God, but I did not call her out her name. That was Obrey. I wasn't being sarcastic. Was I sarcastic? No, actually. Like I, I handled it better, right? But. I still didn't keep my peace. I think that's where I felt. I didn't act all super crazy and stuff. Like I was, ooh, I was hot. But anyway, so I failed in that area. But God shows you when you fail, it's just correction. Like, okay, I see what I did wrong. It's a problem when God shows you what you did wrong and then you keep doing it over and over and over again. Like that, that is a problem. Like we got to find out why. And then like, okay, so now I know. So for me, my lesson I learned is even in a professional setting, people will still come for you. There's the possibility. I've never, ever experienced anything like that before. Never. Now, maybe with somebody else, with another parent, that's different. But someone who works at the school coming at you, I said, okay. Okay, now I know anything's possible. So I got to be ready for anything. The enemy can jump in anybody at any time. Like, I got to be ready. But anyway, I had to make a decision, though, that I don't care what happens, what's thrown my way. I'm not moving. I'm not bucking. Okay, I might fall, but I'm going to get right back up and I'm going to come back harder. That has been my motto for, like, the past year because... Oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm going to give y'all this vision. So God showed me, because I never understood it, but it's like I'm boxing. You know how boxing is so long, right? There's so many rounds, right? There is exhausting, 
right? And I don't really understand the whole point of boxing. I I know that it's some it's structured. It's not just people swinging, but it's like I think the points of the contact, I don't know. I ain't even going to try. But the whole point of me saying is like when you're boxing the enemy, when you're boxing, yeah, the enemy and you get hit, right? You fall, it's a countdown, but you like, or is that wrestling? I think it's boxing too. Yeah, you get back up though. You get back up, you go in your corner, God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus hooking you up, okay? They wiping your face. They putting that Vaseline on. They getting you like, you got this, okay? God will fill you up with your water, right? Which is his word. What do you have to remember? Remember what I told you. You got this, right? Remember what I told you. If the enemy come at you this way, you need a duck. Like, okay, you need a back back. You need to swing like this. Things like that. And God was literally showing me it was like boxing. So I'm going to keep sending you back out there. It's not over yet. Like, I need you to get back out there now. It's long, it's drawn, but God's going to give you what you need, okay? Y'all, we got the victory. And so my last point was, what is your assignment, right? Finding out what your assignment is in this. So why are you fighting this thing? It's so important when you know, and this could be a reminder. I know why I'm in this. My assignment is to break these things that's been in this generation for a long time. My assignment is to pray for literally my nation, the nation that God has me over. I don't mean, you know, the United States or anything like that, but specifically this region, Los Angeles and Inglewood, California. I understand that God has me praying over this city. I understand that my assignment is for the women who are dealing with um, like certain things in their marriage, right? Praying for those women who are facing the same exact things that I'm facing. I understand my assignment. Now, when we know, we know how to pray. We know how to move. We know how, what to focus on. So with that, if we all did that, everything would be covered, you know, because I know my struggle is not the same as everybody else's. And then also, yes, Lord, praying against teenage pregnancy, you know, these are things that I've come from. This is my background. When you go through certain things, it's not just you going through that. There's somebody else, okay, that's going to go through the same exact thing you went through. And they're going to need to know how do you get to the other side. So that could be an encouragement that you're not just doing this for you. You're doing this for other people. I plan to have daughters, daughter-in-laws, okay? Daughter-in-laws. And I plan... I plan well, my assignment is to break the cliche of how, you know, mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws get along. No, no more dysfunction in that area, right? The codependency of a woman with a man. And I'm just in general, from what I've witnessed, what's been in my family, what's in my bloodline is women not really knowing like their worth or what their assignment is, is but just to be a, a wife, and a mother like that's my assignment so you understand these things you know what you have to tackle right and it's things to focus on things to zoom in on to key in on like this is it and I'm gonna get to the other side because I understand I don't want my daughter-in-laws to feel the way that I felt 
right? Because I, my mother-in-law even expressed to me how she felt her mother-in-law treated her. And my question, the million dollar question is, girl, why are you doing this to me then? Like, and you know what it is? It's just a generational thing. I don't even think she realizes it. I don't even think she does it purposely. I'm understanding sometimes people do stuff and they don't do it intentionally. And your girl used to take things, every everything was personal. Everything was personal. But could it be people just don't even realize they're doing that? Just that. So it's like, okay, I don't really blame her. I'm blaming the enemy. And now I'm coming for the enemy's throat. Like, no, we're not about to keep this because I don't want to be this way. I don't want this to trickle down. Like, no. Because I got three boys too? Mm-mm. No, sir. So, yeah, y'all. There's just some things we can't skip. So, I mean, as much as we want to just, like, drive past this park. Because <laughs> I do. We just can't. We just can't. So, it's just making a decision. All right. It's, I understand this might hurt. You you ask God and he Jesus is going to come running however you need him. God told me and it was so tender. He said, I will be whatever you need when you need it. He said, I will be whoever you need and whatever you need when you need it. I think I'm about to put that on the YouTube thing, on the community post, because somebody needs to hear that. And it blessed me. He blessed me. I said, I need a best friend. When I need a best friend, I get the venting. I'm like, you saw what that lady said? This lady in the office coming at me like that, cutting me off and talking to me like she lost her mind. Like, And when I'm over here, you know, I go to God like that. <laughs> I go to God like that. And then I ended with, Lord, judge the situation. Please. <laughs> like, Lord, I need a husband. I need to feel that, okay, my feelings do matter, right? And then when God gives me that tender love, I forgive my husband. Y'all know I literally, what did I tell him the other day? I said, I just can't stay mad at you. I Like now, I cannot hold a grudge against that man. It is crazy. The transformation. The transformation. I cannot put this man out. Like at first, bye you know like i mean i'm bagging his stuff i'm bagging his stuff when he okay you didn't really you went too far that time you know i don't even do that anymore like the transformation it is just crazy like i'm telling you god is doing something we just don't see it all we just don't see it all (laughs) until you look back and um god was telling me to praise yourself not like, uh, let me watch how I word this. Celebrate the the small victories. Celebrate the fact that you didn't cuss that person out. That is growth. That is growth. Remember, I don't know if y'all saw my YouTube video when I was shaking. I was shaking because my flesh like, girl, get it. And probably a demon or demons were like, uh-uh. Feed me, like, (laughs) and I did it. I was like, God. (laughs) Y'all, okay, I'm done. It's a messy transformation, but the point is that we're growing. So I kept y'all here for almost an hour. Let me close this and seal this prayer. 
And I'm going to just get up out y'all way, okay? So, Father, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for speaking to us, God. We thank you for the reminders. We thank you for the refreshment, God. Just that second wind, even though it could be more than twice, like just giving it to us again and making it new, God, and giving us the the spark, sparking something in us to to go at it again and to not give up. Father, I just thank you and praise you for every single person who is listening. God, I pray that they will hold tightly to your word, God, and that it will minister to their spirit, God, and that it will remain, God, even when trials come, God, give us the ability. Yeah, I throw myself in there. Give us the ability to pause and to remember what you said. God, we thank you. We thank you, God. And we repent for it every time we did not let you be God. We repent for thinking and holding on to our ways and what we want and what feels better to us. God, we repent. But God, as we surrender ourselves to you and we tell you, we ask you to have your way, God, give us the grace, God, to fulfill your will. Give us the grace. Help us, God, to snatch our flesh up, God. Give us the appetite and the desire to want to do what you want us to do, God. In Jesus' mighty name, God, we give you all the all the honor and all the glory. And we thank you for another beautiful day and another opportunity, God, to please you um, here on this earth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. So I pray that it bless you guys to keep it black and white. Like, we just can't skip this part. It hurts. It sucks. That's the truth. Like, it sucks. But, you know, um, God has been reminding me lately of Jesus and his persecution. And again, if you read Hebrews 11, there are a lot of people who went through really tough times, like, for God's name and for God's sake and for God's purpose. Like, it's never easy. Why God has it this way, I don't know. Other than the fact that it builds us, like it builds character and, you know, um, what is that word? Um, character is another word. I don't want to hold y'all up, but it's in James. I think it's in James 1, but it talks about perseverance. Like God is building us to be stronger, like for his sake, because y'all look, the kingdom of darkness it's not stronger than than God. It's not stronger than God's kingdom, but there's some strength in there because there's people dedicated to that mess. And God needs us to be dedicated and come back even harder. So I don't know, but all in all is like, we love God and um, he loves us. You know, he does for us. He tolerates us. We definitely owe it back to him, right? So that's all I got. I love you guys so much. You guys be blessed. I will talk to y'all soon. Love you guys. Bye.